Greetings, students, and welcome to another fun-filled day here at Horror in the Halls. <laughs> What's up, kids, and welcome to Horror in the Halls. I'm Jenny, a.k.a. Mrs. Hill. And I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Holland. And it's zombie month here in the halls, and today is a Jenny Dreffles edition. In this episode, we will review Sister Maiden Monster by Lucy A. Snyder. Yeah, I've been excited about this one. It's a good one. It is a good one. Also, Um, for those of you listening, sorry about the delay. I went to Louder in Life. And I was real wore out. So uh, we did not record. If you're not from Louisville, Louder Than Life is apparently the largest music festival in the United States. After this year, it's the largest one ever. Yeah, and, it looked uh, really large. I'm old. I'm not 21, as Jenny just reminded me. I'm, I'm 41. So hanging out <laughs> for four days at a concert all day long is uh it took its toll on old the old man mr holland so i had to take a nap and rest and stuff so yeah recording this one on the spot today this will be out today yeah <laughs> normally we do it ahead of time this one will be today yeah this this was a this is gonna be an easy one though because oh yeah i i mean she's a pretty successful author too so i'll just go ahead and jump in um so again, the author is Lucy A. Snyder. Um, Lucy has a bachelor's in biology from Angelo State and okay. a master's in journalism from Indiana University, and then an MFA in creative writing from Goddard College. Um, she is also a graduate of the 1995 Clarion Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers Workshop. I hope I said that right. Um, she has worked as a mainframe operator, which makes a lot of sense for this book. Um, mm-hmm. Science writer, obviously, uh, biology tutor, researcher, software reviewer, radio news editor, nature center attendant, and bassoon instructor. So she's oh, that's a, cool. She's My done kids a lot bassoon. of. I know. I thought that, that you'd like that information. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? She's she's a pretty cool individual. Like just. And from that her, background alone mm-hmm. is really cool. And it makes so, sense because there's some there's a lot of biological oh, detail in this book. And I was like, Yeah, damn, she did a lot of research, but it's cool to know that she actually has a degree in biology. Like Yeah, she, she, could, she probably she didn't teach. have to do a lot of research. No. She probably already just knew all this. No, I mean, like our most one of the main characters work, two of them work in the mainframe, so she knows how to do that. Yeah. And then she yeah, yeah. the biology stuff. But there was a lot of like medical um terminology. Uh huh. Like just kind of thrown in at random. And she's so all, like, she was also a researcher. It was probably a researcher yeah. for some kind of academics, probably. Oh, for sure, for sure. So yeah, this is good. And you got science writer, not like a science fiction writer. She's like r- probably written papers yeah. on bi- biological things. So yeah, it was really cool. It's good to see people who have like that kind of background apply to these stories. A lot of times, the science of these books is stupid are not even remotely yeah. accurate. It's like, that's where the fiction comes in. This one, I was kind of impressed. It was less of, it's definitely science fiction, but the oh, science yeah. <laughs> seemed more plausible than your usual science fiction, which was kind of cool. Yeah. She applied a lot of it and it, 
it was a good balance between the fantasy aspect and the um, the actual scientific aspect. So I liked that. Yeah, me too. Um, which I typically don't, but this book was really good. So, um, she has fifteen books and over a hundred published short stories. Um, Dang. she is a five five of her works have received the Bram Stoker Award, which um is very it's prestigious. Yeah, it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it is. Um, so she's gotten. Uh, let's see, a fiction collection, While the Black Stars Burn, another fiction collection, Soft Apoc- Apocalypses, um, Shooting Yourself in the Head for Fun and Profit, A Writer's Survival Guide, which I thought was funny. <laughs> That's a funny title. Yeah, it is. A short story, Magdala Umbligata, or um, I can't say that word. I'm not a science person. <laughs> um, Where is it? Um, or amygdala, sorry. Oh, yeah, amygdala. That's what it is. Um, amygdala, amygdala. Amygdala, yeah. I've totally screwed that up. Um, and then a poetry collection, uh, Chimeric Machines. And then two of her works have been nominated for Shirley Jackson Award, which I should have looked that up. I don't know exactly what the Shirley Jackson Award is. Maybe you can look that up while I'm talking. Um, sure. But it's... Um, She's has she has an anthology and then that was co-edited with uh, Michael Bailey, a fiction collection, Garden of Eldritch Delights. And then all of this information you can find on her actual website. She's sure there's a ton of information about her on this website. It's very detailed. There's it shows all of her books. Um, she's got a brand new book coming out. Um which I don't have it listed for some reason. I think it's because I really just really wanted to talk about the fact that she has received a lot five Bram Stoker awards. Um, I think so. The Shirley Jackson award is kind of like the Bram Stoker. It's this award named after the author, Shirley Jackson. She wrote uh, the haunting of Hill house. Okay. And some other really uh, okay. prominent books. Um, but because of her, like, like life among the savages things like that but it's it's named after her because of her contribution to that kind of genre her legacy in writing gotcha but that she well, but this one focuses on psychological suspense horror and dark fantasy sorry no you're fine so, i mean that makes sense um but she was still nominated so it's yeah, which is also awesome. a big deal so um i could see why she would be yeah, anytime I see that a, that an author has won like a Bram Stoker award, I'm like, that has to be good. There's no way it's not good. I mean, I could be wrong, but anyways. So this one wasn't not or nominated or win a Bram Stoker award, but it's also a fairly new novel. So, um, and it has it's very relevant because it does talk about COVID nineteen in it. Um, mm-hmm. So. A little bit about the characters. I'm not going to go into every single character. I'm going to go over just like I normally do the the ones that, you know, are the most important. So you have this is a book that's written in three different perspectives. So it's in three parts, which I liked. Um, It's got the first section is with Aaron. Um, She I was going to tell you this earlier, but I waited obviously for the episode. But um. Bob was saying that the first couple chapters were really meh. So the reason they were super meh is because Aaron's life is meh. (laughs) So her life is not, um, it, what it is, it's following her at first and it talks about like her day to day and her day to day is like, just, 
I go, I get up, I go to work, I come home to my boyfriend I've had for five or so years, I think six years or something. Um, and he was, they were kind of just going through the motions and like they get engaged and they on, on their, or like close to their anniversary and like all this stuff. And like, she's in her head, she's kind of like, I'm really happy about this. You know, I'll finally, you know, I'll be, I'll get married and um, I'm really comfortable and we're happy together and we're going to have kids and we're going to have the house and the backyard and the blah, blah, blah. And it was like, she was just going through the motions. It wasn't something that she truly really wanted, but she just wasn't willing to look at that aspect, I guess in her life. Cause she was probably scared of failures what I'm assuming. So we have Aaron and then we have Gregory, which is the boyfriend of Aaron. Um, and then eventually we have Betty, which is Aaron's love interest later. Um, and then the second section is Savannah, who is freaking psychotic. <laughs> and yes, <she> <laughs> freaking loved her too, though, because she's crazy. Uh, yeah. She made it really interesting. Um, and then the third section had Mareva in it, which Mareva is very like, you really it's she's like that heartwarming character she makes you feel good like she's like you know there's a little bit of sadness to her with her her past and everything but like she she's the good the good guy in this scenario yeah. um which she gets the short end of the stick yeah she does uh, her life severely sucks yeah it's it ends up like the tables turn on her a lot and it you're just like blown away at the end. But anyway, um, and then two other characters I want to mention is be- only cause I'm going to mention them later, um, is Dr. Shapiro, which is comes up in each section of the book. And then uh, nurse, uh, Tess Faye, and she comes in, up in the first section and the second, but I'm maybe yeah. a little bit, maybe mentioned in the third, but I can't remember if she was or not. She might not have been. So, Maybe or maybe just alluded to at that point, you know, with Savannah talking to Mareva or whatever. Yeah, she talks about her from whenever she has talks about where she got her medical knowledge. Yeah. So this book was a um, a whirlwind. Like I I don't want to give away the ending. So it's going to be really hard for like, I'll I know talk it's about hard to even talk about this book without giving it away. <laughs> I know. So maybe at a certain point we can just say spoiler alert. Stop yeah, here. I mean, I mean we Don't can keep it, keep it short and just say, look, it's a great story. Um, it's not what I expected. No, it's not what I expected either. It's hard. Cause when you do a book review, the only way to accurately review this book, you would have to tell what it's about. Well, yeah, and I was going to talk a little bit, but I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the ending. I know, anyone. right? So anyway, so maybe I'll just point, say spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we should do. From here, on, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So if you if you're yep. interested in reading this book, I'll for, just for now, I will say I I would recommend anyone read this. However, yes. I'm going to put a disclaimer on this book. Yeah, there if are trigger warning not, posts about it. Okay, um, if you do not like sci-fi horror or erotica, this book is definitely not for you. No, no, yeah. If so you don't are read bothered it. by that or bothered by stories of, I mean, there was a lot of stuff in this book, yeah. really, that I think 
and it, it wasn't what bothered me when I said it was meta to begin with. It just seemed like very, I don't know, like it was like it was trying too hard to be real woke at the beginning with her character. And I want to get married, but why do you want to marry? It was just a lot of annoyance. But then it was only in the first two chapters. So if you do start reading, give it that. It's just more setting the story up with Aaron's life as it connects more on and how you see everyone's connected, it gets like yeah. really into it to the point where I wanted there to be a second book. I was like, come on, man, I need to know more. Yeah. Okay. So and I there- looked up the trigger warnings. If you're not a fan of body horror or splatter punk type books to extreme violence and gore. If you don't like pandemic theme books, apparently, which was stupid. And then there's a lot of um, <laughs> it's stupid. It's dumb. But there's a lot of like just lesbian love affairs. Um yeah. A lot of violence in people's past, some prostitution. There's a lot of things that would trigger you if you're a very prudish person. So don't be a prude and read this book. Yeah. I mean that's uh, they're all essentially it's a big lesbian love triangle. They're all connected. Like everyone is connected in the yeah. weirdest way. They're in all this connected. Book, which yes. I really I liked. Even if you pay attention, they even bring Gregory into Savannah's section. Oh, I and know. I was like, I know. Oh, God, I, remember that. Weirdo. Yeah. I remember that section very well. So, so anyway, if if you're interested and you haven't read it yet, I'd stop here and then come back listen later. Yeah. So yeah. with that Definitely being said, let's though. move. Yeah, let's move forward. Even um, me, who so, doesn't ever read the books, I read this whole book. It's really good. Um. So I had a hard time finding a zombie book and this one sounded like a zombie book, but it ended up being not a zombie book, but no. it's got, it's got zombie. Um, zombie. adjacent. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's probably a better phrase for that zombie adjacent because yeah. I mean, there is a virus and this virus is very strange and it's being mm-hmm. passed around pretty quickly, especially after some things go down. But anyway, um, so I like the cyclical nature of this book because what happens is in the first section you have Aaron and then it comes full circle because in the beginning, Aaron's talking about Mareva yeah. in section one because she really likes Mareva and she like admires her and how she like, you know, was going back to school to get her PhD and like all this stuff. And like, they had like all this stuff in common and she's like, I really liked her. And, um, she showed a lot of like interest in her and the interest she had in her was like more, um, uh, what is like, um, because she, be she didn't friend. show, she wanted to be her friend, but like yeah. she was, she admired her to the point where it was almost like an infatuation with her. Whereas like her, the, I felt sorry for Gregory a little bit, just a tiny bit, because I feel mm. like Aaron really was a lesbian at the forefront of all of it, and she just hadn't figured it out yet. And well, uh, she comments that her sister told her she should be with a girl because her sister is with a girl. Yeah, the, early on, and then she talks about mm-hmm. how she was with a girl in college, but like she probably should have just been with a girl. Yeah, she probably would have been a lot happier. So, like, her mm. life, she was just kind of going through the motions of things that she thought she was supposed to do. Like, things that was expected of her. Um, but she talks about Mareva, and then it, it circles back to Mareva in the third section, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, because Mareva and her have uh, similar backgrounds. Yes, they do. And they have similar interests. And mm-hmm. um, 
And they end up working at the place with the mainframe stuff. And yeah, well, they already both worked there, I think, because they, they talk about it at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so they, they kind of talk about how uh, she was like an IT person. And apparently, yeah. Mareva also isn't worked there, but they're, they suffer from the thing a lot of people suffer from in America today. I have a degree that doesn't have a lot of um, mm-hmm. usefulness to it at this time. So I end up doing something else you know what i mean so they're kind of like yep. where it's at yeah and that's yeah because she's because mareva mentions in the third section she's like well i had i had to pay the bills so i had to yep. go i had to find a job yeah um but I, I was just looking up what that virus was called i couldn't remember i know it's pvg so yeah like like jenny was saying it's the lady with the biology background, there's so many cool terms that she uses, but she gave this a full ass name. It's not just like COVID. They call it PVG, but it's polymorphic viral gastroencephalitis. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that sounds like some shit you don't want. Good job with coming up with something for your book. Like, I really like that. Yeah. This, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. And then, and then they I have like stage me. one, stage two, and stage three. And like she ends up being a stage three. Or is it stages? Type. Or how do they say? Type. Type. type ends of up one, being or, five types total, I think, at the end. Yeah. And sh- and Aaron's a type three, which is like the roughest one at one point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she's she like, to live. She, it's crazy. I know. I was like, that is such a sad existence. <laughs> I know. Right? And then I was like, she's like FaceTiming like Gregory and like, um, I also want to mention that what she doesn't, what is not mentioned about this book at first is the feminism aspect of it mm-hmm. because it talks about them wanting to force an IUD on her. And she was like, no, I've heard they're very painful and they're this like, and I'm not sleeping with anybody and all this stuff. And I was like, she is so right. And things are the worst. Um, I had the health complications with an IUD. So I get that completely. So like it, I was like, shit, dude, like, but it was really cool. And like the section where you're starting to figure out like what, well, you're trying to figure out with everybody else or with Aaron, like what's going on. And she's sitting in the hospital bed and they're like feeding her like all this different stuff. And she's like, what is that gray stuff? And I was yeah. like, oh, no, what is it? And then she drinks something and she's like, why does this taste like iron? And I was like, oh, my God. And she she realizes she's drinking blood and she's yeah. pissed. She's like, why would you do that? Why are you all so crazy? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I know. That was a hell of a way to find out what type you are. You know what I mean? Like, which one of those do you love the most? Oh, it's this one. Okay. And see, this book confused me. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be like this virus made you a zombie, right? I guess in my brain, I I was thinking zombies. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it makes them vampires and zombies because the type twos got to, they need, they need human blood. Type threes need brain matter. So I'm like, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe that's how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes on a, a path I was not expecting at all. Yeah, yeah. she was like, Aaron's growing a growth on her back. And you're like, God, that's yeah. terrible. And I then know, all of right? a sudden she sprouts feathers and wings. And like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. She's like well, flying around. When they started talking about the dodecapod, I was like, hold up. Is this going to have like 
some Cthulhu kind of vibe. The moment she mentions old gods, when whenever that came in, that's when my mind I was like, oh, okay, this is more of like an HP Lovecraft and not so much mm-hmm. George Romero. Because yeah. that was kind of how it went. But look, man, sometimes the books sound like they feel a different way. This one did not necessarily, but it's still crazy as shit. And yes. the best way possible. Because mm-hmm. I didn't expect anything of that. I did not expect the end of the book. I didn't I, either. I didn't expect that change in the book. Because you talk about it, but then she kind of explains it away with Aaron's background of what her, cause her background was in biology or whatever. And she just thought it was interesting. And we've worked with those science type people who think that kind of like Nate, people who think that kind of stuff is interesting. So yeah. she found someone who had a similar interest and they just wanted to talk about some shit they thought was interesting. It's like Nate yeah. and his fungus books. It's crap. He finds interesting. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, okay, Aaron's just a big ass nerd. And like I've worked in those places in IT buildings like that that are companies where there's just huge dorks who want to talk about their little weird focused in niche. You know what I mean? So yeah, I didn't even I didn't even, it just it hit me off guard. I was like, what? Okay, I wasn't expecting that, but cool. Yeah, and they had that. They were uh, Mareva was at one point listening, or was it Savannah? I can't remember. Maybe it was Mareva, but they were listening to some um i don't know if it was a youtuber or like a or a oh, interview a like Cash like a journal whatever yeah yeah and they had that australian guy on and he was yeah. talking about like they found that there's a connection to like yeah the like pbg the, like sea, yeah the sea life and stuff like that and i was like oh my god the sushi she yeah. ate in the beginning and i'm like that's how Gregory got sick because eventually like Gregory actually gets sick and she te- she notices that he's sick and she's like, you're not, you're sick. Are you? And he's like, I don't have this virus. I don't have it. I don't. And then his demise <laughs> was absurd. Yeah. Like, I, so Gregory is kind of a sad character too, in, in my opinion, um, because he genuinely cares about Aaron. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was like deeply in love with her, but he really cared about her. Um, and she even mentions that he was the last person on earth that would care if she lived or died or anything happened to her. And that was the case before Betty. And Gregory shows up in the second section with Savannah, and Savannah's a psychopath. Yes, she is. <laughs> Well, she doesn't start that way, though. Like She starts off as just like a sex worker. You know what I mean? And yeah. it happens to be into women. And yeah. and she and she you, you really she really pours on the feminism in that section where she's like, it's yeah. the profession. It's my job. It's what I do. You know, and it's like, you know, it's not, it's not a mm-hmm. problem. It's just sex. I was like, that's cool. And but you, until she be like, because she ends up getting infected as well. Yeah. And she's the type, they call them slayers. Essentially, your job is just to kill people we don't care about. Yeah. Which is or crazy. kill people that you need to, to learn, learn from. from. Yeah, yeah. But that, for the most part, though, their jobs, hers is different because she's chosen because she got in trouble. Yeah. But their job is just to kill people. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's and then, trouble. like, she kills the wrong person. And then they get told, hey, you're going to protect this one chosen one. And she's chosen for the craziest thing ever. So I feel like this whole book is about like the views of a woman's role and how a woman's life should be. 
right? Because Aaron yeah. is like, you have to get married and have this whole, this is your job as a lady. And it's about her going against that. And then Savannah is like, I'm not a housewife. I don't work at this job. I am using what was given to me to make money. You know, she's a sex worker. She yeah. is um, a dominatrix. She's, you know, she does all these things. And then, of course, you come down to uh, Mariva or Mareva, who is kind of like that sad, like, I'm never going to have this thing going on. I'm not going to have a family because, and they mentioned it in Aaron's part, too, about how she had to have, like, all of her, like, she had to have a hysterectomy because all these tumors, right? And her family yeah. like, looked at her like she was less than because she couldn't have babies after her sister, who was essentially being groomed and. Yeah. And she mentions that she's like her word, but like, yeah, you know, so it's all about like the power of being a woman and the choices you have, which I thought was really cool. Um, I mean, I'm not a woman, but like as a father of like multiple daughters, <laughs> yeah. it was like kind of cool. I thought because at first I thought it was like, ah, you're trying too hard. But then when I saw how she like enveloped it or kind of wove it into all three sections, but they were all still connected. I was impressed by it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, yeah. It's kind of empowering, you know, I think, uh, for what the story ends up being, especially for her decision at the end, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. And so um, I have a few favorite parts and I wanted to talk about them. And then I'll, and then you can talk about if there's any that you, that stuck out to you. But chapter 12 um, is like a whirlwind because it keeps doing these skips in time with Aaron. And you're like, what in the hell is happening? And it's really her, the, her mind breaking down from having this, uh, virus. So she thinks it's a virus and she freaking murders a guy in the end in the elevator sprouts wings and flies out of the elevator off the top of the building. Yes, and it's cool <laughs> because in the third section, it gets to Mareva and it's from Mareva's point of view of what happens. And she's worried about Aaron, thinking it's something happened to Aaron. I'm like, nah, girl. No, she Aaron is she 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 destroyed someone and left. She mm. flew out of a building. And everybody's like, what is that in the in the in the sky? I was like, oh my god. Um, and then and it goes quick Sav too. Like that whole chapter yeah. progresses very fast because it's like, yeah, I'm meeting. Uh, Betty, I'm eating Betty's brains in this weird, super like, I love you so much. I'm going to give you a piece of my brain. To, yeah, she was like, I mean, oh, that's what it was. Her tongue like got real long and weird yeah. and like was licking the inside of her brain. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? I don't know, have a little small teeth <laughs> on it. You kept talking about the tongue. You were like, what is with their tongue? I want to know more about her tongue. I'm like, oh, she tells you all about her tongue. Yes, she does. I was like, what the hell? They're very strange. Like, I, There's so much I want to know about this book. Like, I want to, like, we should have asked the author to be on this episode. Like, hey, tell us about the archivist <laughs> hey. and the slayers and everything. Yeah, so I thought that was, yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. That whole chapter was like. At first, I was like, what is happening? And then yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's there's a time skip because she's not remembering anything she's doing. Yeah. Because her brain is just completely breaking down on her, which is kind of sad. 
because she was a very intelligent woman. So there's that. She was. And I think she precursors that too, though. There's one time when she's talking to the doctor where she tells her like there's, or she's one of those times she's lying to the doctor when she's yeah. saying, you know, I'm not going to tell her about, you know, getting home and not knowing where I've been and all this and the whole stuff with Betty. So it does. It, yeah. I'm with you. It's kind of crazy and kind of cool. Um, And then I really liked the, nurse Tess Faye and savannah scene where savannah makes her feel comfortable mm-hmm. with her and then kills nurse Tess Faye and then nurse Tess Faye as ghost is like <laughs> just giving her the make, business yeah just telling her <laughs> about herself and i was like she goes what's well, you know you shouldn't be telling somebody to kill themselves if you're a medical professional she goes i don't have an obligation to say that anymore like i was no, like right. damn <laughs> She was like, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I care about that anymore. No. She's like, you decided to take me away from all the people that needed me. So, mm-hmm. which honestly, Nurse Tesfay probably got out a little easier because there's no way I would want to be what Aaron becomes. Not even a little bit. So, oh, there's that. talking about being like the, um, the archivist. Yeah. Yeah, but then Aaron ends up being like kind of a little bit of a hero almost at the end because she is the one that kind of, um, yeah, tells her where to find that room. Yeah, with the key and all that. I'm going to give you a choice: eat this piece of my brain, which I thought was interesting. Uh, And hopefully, you listened to our earlier warning about not going this far. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But getting the memories from the brain, it was just a really cool. take on this whole premise i thought it's interesting like you're eating their memories you know and that's how savannah Mm -hmm. knows how to do the medical stuff and um you know and they all play their role but they're all connected you know like it's just wild now aaron remembers her and still wants to be her friend tries to protect her even from savannah who is like a crazy person with a machete i know right she's insane Mm -hmm. um well, she starts with a saw, like a power saw. <laughs> so I'm like, when she kills She's Nurse like, Tessafe, she uses like a jigsaw or something. It talks about how much of a mess it made. <laughs> like, okay, crazy person. Yeah, she's nuts. She was like, oh, I'm glad you didn't bleed on the carpet because that's hard. Blood's hard to get out of the carpet. She's like, I should know. I'm yeah. like, you're such a psycho. <laughs> but we, we find out later that Mareva, her tumors are pretty much babies. Yeah. Little weird space hybrid babies. Yeah. That it's, have like little silver fur on it, them. But just that one. But then when she says that when he gives her that vision of herself as like this giant, just mammoth mother, I guess, is the only way mm-hmm. to think about it. She just is like a a living God who just pops out all these hybrids, but there's like, she said they were all different. They had like spider legs and horns and all these things. Yeah. It's all these weird hybrids with creatures. So it was just a really interesting take, I think. And I really like, you look at it now and think about it. The cover of the book kind of gives it all away. Cause it has like a brain and then a whole bunch of tentacles and a cross and a machete and some plants. And some black wings. Like, it's got a lot going on. There's some teeth in there. So it kind of puts it all into perspective when you look at it that way. Yeah, it's like an abstract 
visual of what the book is. Yeah. Yeah. All the creatures in the book. Right. And yeah. then I didn't even get into the fact that they're from another dimension or planet or what the hell. It's very Lovecraftian. <laughs> it is very. Like if Lovecraft was a lady in today's society, he'd write this book. Yes, absolutely. And I was, I was telling Johnny this because Johnny loves Lovecraft stuff and he loves like, I mean, he, who, what guy wouldn't want to read the, especially Savannah section. Yeah. Right. I was like, I don't, he, he, it's like all the little things. And I was like, this is like a perfect storm for you. You should read it. Like I, there's no way you won't like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the man, there's so much that there, it, I don't want to give like everything away. Cause I mean, some people might go into reading anyway and then like listen to this and then go read it. So like, um, but I like how she's given a choice at the end and the choice she makes is very, I was not expecting her to make. Um, but if I were her, I would have made that oh, 100%. decision. hundred percent. Cause I, I wouldn't want to go through all that over and over and over again. Well, yeah. And um, she kind of alludes to that too with her sister, like how she was just made into a perpetual mother and she did not yeah. want that for herself. Right. So it was like, Mm-mm. well, unfortunately these other older elder gods, whatever the hell they call themselves, old gods have decided for you that you're just going to pump out these new babies. Yeah. There's just so many questions I have. Like, I just, I I don't know. Why did the one things leave if she was supposed to stay there and make these new babies? Uh, She called herself like a living terraformer at one point. Like, you're just here to pop out these little things. And then what's going to happen? I just want so many things things I want to know. Like, without trying to spoil too much, it's hard. But I want to know so much. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions at the end. And that, Mm -hmm. and there's questions for her at the end. Like, She's she goes off to find Dr. Shapiro at the end because no one seems to know where Dr. Shapiro is or if Dr. Shapiro survived. But they seem yeah. to say think that she did. Or was it? Yeah, but she? then like I don't understand why she even needed to find Dr. Shapiro anymore. Because the whole point of finding her was because of the tumor that turned out to be the squido. Yeah, I don't know. And then she, the ring got rid of the rest of them. So I think maybe she, like maybe now she's just running away. I don't know. I don't know. But it was pretty good. Um, solid book, I think. Great, a great choice. Not exactly zombies, but I think it is worth reading nonetheless. Yeah, I, it it reads like the synopsis reads like it is a zombie book, and then it totally just. Was not. Was not. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but it's essentially like they're treated as if, you know, like if, if there was a zombie outbreak and people were still people, but like, act you know, just hungering for like certain things, I think they'd be treated this way. So, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, and then like the viral or virus a- aspect of it, I think it, you know, like you said earlier, it's like adjacent. So, and I'd rather have read this than like World War Z or something because. Oh, 100%. It was good. Um, and all the other zombie books I found were like very, um, I don't know. They weren't, they, the reviews were not good. This book had 
pretty decent reviews, which I didn't list this time for some reason, but I think it's because I was just really focused on all that, her awards that she's won. So, um, do you want to jump into the rubric or do sure. you have anything yeah. else you want to add? No, okay. I mean, like I said, it was a good book. I thought, um, I loved how the characters were and the stories were interwoven with each other. Um, yeah, yeah. I just have a lot of questions, but it was so far everything. I, I liked it. <laughs> make a second one i know i want to i want to read more about this kind of world i don't know i'm about to tweet at the author and be like hey tell me all the things additional i need to know yeah like her marava's um journey after yeah um so our first um category is character development so uh, characters are clearly described in detail, um, clearly develops characters over the course of the text and characters are well balanced and show growth or lack thereof to suit the needs of the piece. Yeah. There's almost too much detail. Like I know what Aaron's vagina looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she explains her nipples and shit. Like there's some detail yeah. going on about these characters. Yeah. You know what these ladies look like. Yeah, you know what they look like. Um, I think over the course of all three sections, they all have growth. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're balanced well, but only because all of their stories are connected. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're all um, like interwoven with each other. Like they're so yeah. overly connected, really. Like, you know. The only reason why Savannah even gets infected really is because of Aaron and Gregory. And then, yeah, then we get all that detail about the super hung priest who's a perv. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> or monk or whatever the hell he was. Mike or is it Mike? Yeah, Michael. Or Michael. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. I Michael. think he was a monk yeah. or something. And then <laughs> he was. <laughs> and then she ends up being so connected to Mariva or Mareva, but who's also it's is a lot of stories together and like all in this little town and like the end of the world and the start of the next one all like relies on these three women, which is interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I like that she continued to develop Aaron even after she had turned into essentially a monster, but she's still like had enough self-awareness to be like a, a good guy sort of so i like that yeah. a lot i think mean, this was score high for me on character development i think the characters are very well developed even the side characters that don't play a big part like we learn a lot about mariva's sister in that little diner scene and she's barely in the book yeah and yeah. you get a lot more from her flashbacks but you learn a lot about who she is at that point in her life as a person just from that interaction with savannah so it was like Okay. Okay. So I mean, this is probably I don't know, maybe nineteen twenty for me on character development. I would think. I I would say a twenty. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Like because it, yeah, it's it's in the top tier, but it's not like some of it was overly done, like you said. Yeah, I think all the sexual parts. You didn't have to go into that much detail about it. We knew what was going on. It almost seemed like (laughs) you know what I mean. Like sometimes I just don't, and I'm not. Even not even from like a prudish standpoint, I just feel like there's no point in it. It didn't really add to the story to no, give us that much detail about, no. wh- especially with the monk, the scene with yeah. the or the priest guy. You're and, like, whoa, yeah, yeah. His you holy got, objects and things. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, you just don't. You didn't need it. that. 
to no, it didn't. didn't add to the story. It didn't take away no. necessarily, I don't think, but it didn't add. No. All right, you want to move on to the next section? Yeah, so you got plot development. So themes are well-developed and clear to the reader. Pacing of the story is timed well and doesn't feel rushed. Um, this was hit and miss for me. Yes, it th- this one's going to score a little lower. Um, so I have running themes on here. There's so many themes that run throughout this book, but, you know, life is short. You know, start living your life, basically, and then sometimes the path ahead of you is not always what you planned for yourself. So like for either one, that kind of three of these ladies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so it says, okay. So themes are well-developed and clear to the reader. Um, See, I think they dev- are starting to be developed well. And then it seems like at the end of each section, like she ran out of time. Cause a couple of them is just like, like Aaron, that last yeah. chapter 12, it's like, boom, 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 boom. And it's a great chapter. But you just explained mm-hmm. like 12 months or some shit of Aaron's life, her whole transformation in like yeah. 10 pages. It's a lot. It is a lot. The pacing's really strange. Yeah. Um, and you get a lot of Aaron. All three of them, which is weird. Yes. You, you get a lot of Aaron is a little bit slow moving because you're watching her descent into what she's becoming. Yeah, and I'm saying descent because that's what's happening to her. Oh, like 100%. She's, her mind's breaking down, and then you have Savannah, which is like a freaking freight train, just speeding through life and killing people and having know, sex with this person, she, and like she just fully accepted her role. Like it was okay, cool. Yeah, I get to murder people now. Whatever. Oh, okay. I get to murder people and get off when I do it. Like what? Yeah, I know. Like you oh, were, I used the saw and it was awesome. You're like. First off, why would you ever go to a saw? Like, I'm going to get this circular saw. Why? What? Yeah, no. Circular saw. Okay. What? And then you have Mareva, and she's kind of like, her section's a little similar to Aaron's. It's kind of slow, but like, it's more like reminiscent of like, I don't know. It talks about her her past a lot, which in Aaron's case doesn't. Yeah, true. I agree. So like the pacing in each section's weird. It's, I would say that it's going to be probably like a 15 for me okay, on the yeah. development part. I can see like, that 15, 16, something like that. I mean, cause the plot it's is interesting, like, Yeah, I, but I do think it's rushed in some places. The pacing, I think is what hurts it. Cause I don't it think is. the themes are off. The themes are good. It's very much about yeah. feminist empowerment. It's very much about making your own choices as a woman and not have your, choices thrust upon you which i think is cool yeah um, but the pacing does i think hurt it in some places because it's like i ran out of time in this section or it's getting a little long in the tooth in this section one let me just wrap it all up really fast and then section two mm-hmm. could have used some of those pages and she just zoomed through it and then section three wraps it all up but like the stuff it in section seems two, like, Gregory was like, what the fuck happened? Last time we saw him, he was just, I'm sick in my house. Now you're exploding wings out of your back and then we never hear of him again. And then like the stuff with Betty seems like she's dead. But we do hear about him again. Because I kind of gotten the idea that maybe Gregory was reincarnated. As what? He's Gregory at the end. What? As the other she guy? Gives birth, she gives birth to oh. Gregory. Well, no, but yeah, but Gregory turns into an archivist. 
He pops wings out. I know he does, but he was she talking about kill him, how does he. Does she? Yeah, Savannah does. Oh, okay, maybe I forgot that. She she shoots him with a gun. Oh, you're right. Okay, so maybe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe that little baby's Gregory. That's weird. She said, "I really feel like his name needs to be Gregory," and she named him Gregory. And like he kept talking about how he had a purpose and he saw his purpose, and maybe that was his purpose. Maybe to reborn, be reborn as that. Maybe that'd be strange. I don't know. I I'm just I'm. This is how I read it. So it's either that or his purpose was like how Aaron's was to become an archivist. One of the two, but that could be cool. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I'm cool. I can go with that with a 15. So we got a 20 okay. and a 15 so far. Yeah. Um. So imagery. Author creates well thought out and descriptive scene settings and actions. It's, it's very, it's very, uh, I can see everything. Lots of imagery. There's a lot of imagery. <laughs> With everything. Yeah, I know a little bit too much about this monk and his his, his his issues in life. Yeah, and then, well, and then I liked how she describes, like, the settings that they're in. Yeah. Like, I could see where Aaron's walking down the street in the dark, and then she goes down that dark alley, and then I can see, like, the mansion that they that they end up at at the end and like all that's really descriptive and like, I don't know. I think she did a really good job. I agree. I, I felt like I was real. I was in the story. So yeah. this one scores high for me. Mike, what are you thinking? I'm thinking like a 22. Okay. And then style and conventions, writing and language is smooth, skillful and coherent. Sentences are strong and expressive with varied structure and no conventional errors present. I mean, she did a good job, so I don't. Yeah, it's edited well. I think the writing's fine. Language is very like I liked her use of um, almost jargon to an extent in yeah. this one, but because but it fit, you know, it wasn't jargon for the sake of sounding smart. It was we're dealing yeah. with in a post COVID world, we're dealing with a new virus. We're dealing with mm-hmm. these changes to the body. And I thought her um, representation of how the government would handle it was pretty spot on to how it would probably actually happen. So, yeah, I like the style and conventions of this one. It was good. And I actually read it this time. I didn't listen to it. So I didn't notice any major, any really issues with mm-hmm. conventional errors. Yeah. So, what do you so think? I mean, I would put it at a... At a I mean, 25, I guess, because there's nothing wrong with it. I don't find that there's anything like, I think everything she did was well placed. So. Yeah. 82. That's good. Yeah. It's a good score. It's a good book. Like I said, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, You know, Sister Maiden Monster mm-hmm. by Lucia Snyder. And it's actually, those names kind of fit everybody because really, you don't even know who the monster is, really. Like, it's not... I don't think it's Aaron. I think the monster is kind of Savannah. Aaron becomes a monster, but she's not the monster. You know, she's more of the maiden. So, it was mm-hmm. it was interesting. I liked it. I thought it was a good story. Like I said, it's very much a theme or undertones of um, women's empowerment. Very much has that feminist vibe to it, but not in a we-hate-men-everything's-terrible way, just in a I'm-a-woman-I-want-to-do-what-I-want-to-do-and-not-be-told kind of way, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, because she never... Aaron and and the, and really Savannah both spoke highly of Gregory. Yeah, they both liked him. She was a fan of him. And yeah. I think they, she was just doing what she thought she was supposed to. 
And that's why I kind of yeah. like the theme so of like, it. was like, hey, I know I'm supposed to do this, but this is actually what I want. You know, and that was cool. And yeah. she got to be with Betty until the bitter end, which I thought was interesting as well. Yeah. Like the absolute That relationship end. was so crazy. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> Even when they first met, like, and I'm going to go down on you now. What? Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> it was, right? It was, it was a lot. But, uh, and again, that was some of the imagery I don't think we <laughs> needed um, to that extent. I think you could have done that same thing in a, a less vivid or less. Um, I, I could have done with that Michael scene. I was like this. I know, right? Um, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm a very visual person. So, like, reading that, you're like, oh, shit. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, Savannah. Weirdo. But, you know, she was a free, independent lady. She does her thing. Whatever. It's good All stuff. Right. I liked it. It was a good, uh, a good Jenny dreadful pick. Yeah. Finally, but, we have right. a good one. Well, Carrie was good. They got a oh well, yeah, I forgot about Carrie. Yeah, we've had some bad ones. I was, thinking, but Carrie I was, was thinking about the lake again. <laughs> oh, that was the, terrible. The woods. I know, right? See, I actually read all that one too, and I was sad about it. <laughs> this one I wasn't sad about. I was just like, but but what happens next? Like. <laughs> yeah i kept thinking my weird uh like that's the version was missing something i'm like am i missing a page what the, what the hell <laughs> i started digging around it's like what do you mean she just grabs the kid and leaves it's garbage tell me what happens <laughs> um but no great story i thoroughly enjoyed it so we if you've listened this far and have not read the book you could still read it and not have it all totally ruined for you because there's still some stuff we didn't talk about um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we didn't away. talk about. But yeah, this is like... Yeah. It's yeah. very different. Very different, right? Very, very different. You could definitely this is, definitely have a lo- Lovecraft influence. Yes, it um, does. Got some feminist kind of ideals, which are cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a feminist Lovecraft, Lovecraftian love story, I guess, in a way. Empowerment. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of things, but it's it's very very. It's, I think a, lot, well it's a lot of things. Well done for the most part. A couple little issues with pacing, but other than that, highly recommend, guys. Yes, very much. Cool. All righty then. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Horror in the Halls. You can also follow Jenny underscore Dreadfuls on Instagram. You can email us at Horror in the Halls at gmail We would love to hear from you. Yeah, guys, reach out. Let us know. Uh, and just a couple updates. We will start. Um, I kind of mentioned this last episode, but episodes will start coming out on Mondays now. First day of the week for teachers. First day for the episodes instead of Sunday. That way it gives us more time to record and edit. Mm-hmm. Um, we do still have a Patreon. So if you're interested in helping us uh, with the just day-to-day production of this podcast, then we would greatly appreciate the help. Yeah, and, uh, and sharing the the podcast and reviewing it and giving yeah. us a rating stars and we'll thumbs up and whatever help. you gotta do don't yeah. give us a bad rating because i'll hunt you down <laughs> cool. we want people to find us yeah <laughs> and listen or, or if you do a bad one do it someplace where people will be like i'm kind of intrigued by this terrible review and they'll listen anyway uh but yeah so that's gonna be the bell guys we're gonna get out of here we'll see you next time bye